my name is Dr Helen Noble and I'm a lecturer in health services research at Queen's University Belfast in the School of Nursing and Midwifery. I'd like to welcome you to this evidence-based nursing podcast. Today I'm talking with Dr Constance Gill from the Medical University of South Carolina and we're going to be discussing her recent commentary which was submitted to evidence-based nursing which was focused on telephone delivery of interpersonal psychotherapy by certified nurse midwives. Hello, Dr. Gill. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Okay, um, I'm going to get started and, and just ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your interest in this area of postpartum depression. Sure. So I'm a, an associate professor, as you mentioned, at um, the Medical University of South Carolina. Um, I have a dual appointment in psychiatry and also OBGYN. Um, I'm trained as a, a reproductive psychiatrist, so I primarily work with women who are pregnant or postpartum having any sort of mental health problems, um, and that's also where my clinical research is focused as well. Okay, great. Thank you. And so um, can you just tell us briefly, what does this paper tell us about this issue about postpartum depression? Sure. So um, I, I think this paper highlights a, a few <clears throat> important points. Um, one is just that postpartum depression is, is really common and a lot of women don't seek treatment. Um, and there's a lot of barriers to care in order to do that, to, to get treatment. Um, so what I think that their, their, um, their work highlights is just they're trying to come up with a better way, an easier way, a more convenient way for women to receive care. Okay. Um, and you talk about some of these barriers, etc. What do they actually do in the study to, to help us identify what the issues are? Sure. So they conducted a, a prospective cohort study where they had uh, certain OBGYN practices that had a nurse, certified nurse midwife that was trained in interpersonal psychotherapy. And the women in those practices where they identified postpartum depression, um, they offered those women telephone-based interpersonal psychotherapy as a treatment for postpartum depression. And they compared that to other practices where um, women were identified with postpartum depression, diagnosed with that, but in those practices they were given a referral to a mental health provider. And what they did is they followed these women over 8 to 12 weeks, and they were assessed for depressive symptoms, both assessed by the clinician and also self-report. Um, and what they found was that um, women that were receiving the interpersonal psychotherapy through a certified nurse midwife um, had fewer depressive symptoms measured by the um, Hamilton Depression Rating Scale, which was the clinician uh, measured of depression in comparison to those um, that were just referred to treatment. And I thought what was really important about this study was that uh, in the group where people were just referred to treatment, only half of those people actually sought any sort of mental health treatment. Um, and among those that did, um, they only went to maybe two or three sessions. As compared to the group that um, was offered uh, telephone-based interpersonal psychotherapy, 100% um, of them went to at least one session, um, and overall they went uh, to, on average, about six sessions. Um, so really big differences in actually um, engagement and receiving of care for this population. Okay, thank you. Um, and so what do you think are the implications for practice of these findings? Sure. So I, I think what we, we need to do is is 
um, make care more accessible to women and make it um, something that they're willing to engage in. Um, you know, the, the standard of care right now is just to screen and identify these problems and refer to a mental health pro provider, and that's obviously not adequate enough if people are not getting treatment and they're not getting better. Um, so coming up with ways that is more uh, accessible and um, where women are willing to engage in this treatment is, is kind of where we need to go. And so taking that a little bit further, what further research do you think is needed in this area? Sure. So I, I think there's a, a lot of room for, for research in this area. Um, and one is I think we need to do a better job of identifying who's actually going to be at risk for these problems um, so that we can intervene before women uh, develop any sort of perinatal mood or anxiety problems. And then if, if you know, there's going to be a subgroup that don't respond to preventative interventions, and then among the group that um, do get ill, that we have treatments that are readily available and also work more quickly. So we, we need interventions that are accessible and do not take six to seven weeks to work um, that have um, a, kind of a faster set of onset for treatment. And then finally, what one thing would you recommend that uh, listeners can take away from this podcast? Sure. So I, I would just want people to recognize that these problems of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders are common. One in seven to one in five women will have them. Um, there's a really significant morbidity and mortality associated with them, not just for mom, but also for child and child development. Um, and that very, very few people will get treatment and get adequate treatment. Um, so we really need to be working towards models where we're doing a better um, job of identifying and getting these women to treatment. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, Constance, for joining us. That was a, a really interesting discussion. Well, thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you. I'd also like to thank all our listeners for joining us at Evidence-Based Nursing. Um, and just to say, if you want to look into this uh, in further detail, you can visit ebn.bnj.com. Thank you. Thank you.